Hello, everybody. Good morning. Glad to have you here. Glad to be here with you. This is your Uncle Fish back again for a brand new episode of School of Art, my brand new art stream. going to turn off the sound on my phone because it's just going to keep going off with notifications that my show has started. Glad to be here. We've been doing a lot of things over the last couple of weeks. We've been drawing up original characters. We've been doing mix-ups between different fandoms. We've been working on comic book pages. Today, we are going to do a little bit of mix of both. I'm working on a current story right now for my dear beloved friends over at Unlikely Hero Studios who have a uh, new... Not a Kickstarter, but a, uh, it's a backer kit. It's a crowdfunder on backer kit for um, Cthulhu is Hard to Spell. And you can go to, uh, let me see, let me find it. I've got it in here. Let me put it in the comments. I have got the link to it saved, but my little brain will never believe that i have it saved correctly um let's see do i have it in here dang no i don't all right let me go copy it again because i want to make sure that i put the right link down but anyway cthulhu is hard to spell is an rl ages anthology of cthulhu stories and our dear friends over at unlikely hero studios are re-releasing the anthology with brand new stories added in doing hard covers and all that awesome stuff and one of the stories that's getting put in this one is a new story by yours truly adding the link out oh, damn come on now Post it. All right. All right. I just shared it to anyway, shared to Twitch and YouTube anyway. And if you go to uhstudios.com backslash back it, you can go check it out right now. And uh, back it, it's really awesome. They hit goal in like a day or something. It's really cool. But the story that I'm working on is one that I'm personally very proud of. Gary Feldman, assistant district manager of the multiverse. It is a fun action-packed office adventure full of, you know, interdimensional mayhem and office politics, <laughs> which is quite the combination, but it's made for a really fun story. And it's brought me a lot of joy to work on this story. And uh, I'm really happy about the way it's coming out. But in the midst of this, to show what a convoluted, multidimensional place this is, this Department of Multiversal Affairs where Gary Feldman works, <clears throat> the background has to be populated with lots and lots and lots of beings from other dimensions. It can't just all be a bunch of humans walking around or you're not really going to get the multiversal feel. And the characters that I've gotten to stick in the background have been a lot of fun. And I thought we could roll up one of those characters today you could see me install it in the comic book page after I create it. And then you can go over to uhstudios.com backslash back it. And you can go over there and back the book. And then you'll actually get it in copies in your hot little hands and get to see a character that we created together on the show. 
So I'm giving just a few more minutes to try and give the Katie's of the world and the Sarah's of the world time to tune in because we are going to kick over to the Tower Grayskull cam here in a second. And we are going to roll up how many different characters we're going to, how many different characters we're going to add together in this. Because when I make aliens, one of the things I like to do, it's a creativity exercise that I learned from a book a long time ago. And it would give you all these charts of random things from random animals to inanimate objects. And then you would roll and get however many of these things put together. Good morning, Sarah. Rock on, sister. Glad you're here. Trying to pitch a little uh, Cthulhu is hard to spell while we work on a new character for my new short story that's in this anthology that everybody needs to go back right now. Um, but in this creativity experiment, you would roll up, you get all these random things, and you got to mix it together in something. You can mix it together into anything. You can make an alien out of it, a spaceship out of it, an altar, whatever. Like, I got some really random things sometimes, and it's funny how when you get the right combination of, like, bunny rabbit and insects, like, you would think alien to start with, but then, like, it makes a really cool-looking spaceship, too, if you mix it right. And it would spur all these ideas. I really love this exercise. It's an exercise I love to do at cons and stuff with kids and have them yell out random things. And then I mix it together into an alien, draw something cool, give the pictures away. It's a lot of fun for everybody. And that's what I want to do for this alien, uh, this not necessarily alien, but multiversal being that is working and living in the Department of Multiversal Affairs in Gary Feldman, assistant director, manager, assistant district manager of the multiverse. So we are going to add in the tower grayskull cam, which is way over in Eternia and not actually right here. Oh my God. Look at that massive hand that somehow reached over. Oh, I can't. I wonder what that beast is in Eternia. Now, the first thing that we got to do is we have to roll up how many different beings we want to add into this you know so at first we're going to take our lucky little six-sided die here and we're going to drop it into tower grayskull see what it comes out three three ah, 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 three three animals or insects or who knows what that we are going to mix into this and i forgot to share my screen so we're going to share my screen now and we're going to turn off castle grayskull for a second we're going to come back over here and we have got the animal familiar table up, but we're not just rolling for one. So we are going to boom, click it into random groups of three and good gracious, 34 different categories. All right. We are going to. We're going to turn that off for just a second. Come back over to Tower Grayskull. I'm going to roll a 20-sided and a 10-sided. We're going to see what we get combined. We're going to see what each one of them comes up to, and we're going to kind of play with that and see which one of those we want to jump into and create a new character for this. I like to hedge my bets a little bit. We almost lost the dice. We got a 12 and a 7. 12 and a 7, which is 19 added all together. So let's go back over here. Click on that, and let's see. Yeah, we can't see it all, can we? All right, let me shrink myself down smaller so we can see all of it. All right, 
12 and 7 is 19. So 19 would be Baboon, Gorilla, and Black Bear. Which would be really interesting character. My problem with that is I've already got a gorilla in the background. And we're primates. That seems a little bit too matchy match. I don't want everybody to be primates. I want more mixture in it. So let's see. We got uh, 12 and 7. Let's see what 12 was. A pangolin, a gator, and a polar bear. Oh, my mercy. That is crazy. Or a hamster and a large rat, which is basically the same. And robotic. Okay. Now, let's just see what we get there. We're going to go to the single spinner. We're going to re-roll for a robotic. What do we get? A robotic. Nah, we already did a robotic tiger the other day. Let's roll that again. Because I want a different thing, but I don't want to be too much. Too much. Robotic porcupine oh my god well okay so hamster and a porcupine aren't that far off of each other so i'm thinking a pangolin gator bear gosh huh what do y'all think in the comments all right, now we could we could do the baboon gorilla black bear, but like I said, I've already got gorillas in the book. Sarah, you're involved. Katie, both y'all involved. I know Katie's got to be showing up at some point here after she gets done walking the dogs. Uh, already got a gorilla in the background though. I mean, I guess I could turn that gorilla into a baboon gorilla black bear, but only his face is really showing. That would be kind of hard to do. I've got lots of places that I could put in something else. Hamster, large rat. That's really just kind of the same thing over again. A pangolin, gator, polar bear. That's about the only unique thing that I don't already kind of sort of have in here and has some different things to mix together. So, all right. I guess that's what we're going to put in here. And I'm wondering, uh, hmm. yeah, that's what I'm saying. The pangolin's pretty freaking weird, and that's interesting. I dig that. It's the combining the gator, like pangolin polar bear, easy, easy. That's that's halfway done. The gator makes that a whole different, whole different critter. And I'm really thinking critter, critter. I'm thinking this isn't. See, there's a whole lot of people working in the, the Department of Multiversal Affairs. But by the time I evolve this up into a being that could, like, you know, file paperwork and stuff, I'm thinking it's not going to really, it's going to be hard to read as, as all these things at the same time. But I do have another place in the story. Let me turn this off. I do have a place in the story. Whoops, that's not the one that works it. Where I could stick in a background creature real easily. Because at this point, he gets dropped off 
in this like in between netherverse realm where ideas and concepts live and i got a an open space right here that would fit a wandering monster really well and so i think we could put a pangolin gator bear right there and it would fit fine it doesn't look like this shows up very well on my screen but then when i turn around and watch the shows later it's showing up pretty well so i'm gonna trust that that's showing up okay for you all for now um so all right it's a pangolin gator polar bear and i am going to real quick pull up a couple of reference pictures so that i can have something to work with uh, all right that's a real good one because you know references matter boys and girls katie will tell you that all day long oh if i had a million dollars for every time katie told me references matter i'd have a million dollars Woo, would i be rich over there in the corner and we're gonna move it over here so we could look at it while we draw a crazy monster and then let me go pull up an old polar bear because i mean i know what a polar bear looks like but i want to get it right i want to make sure that it looks like a polar bear and not kind of sort of like a cartoon version of a polar bear because that's real easy to do. Like I really thought I knew how to draw gorillas, and I drew consistent gorillas that looked the same, but they didn't really look like gorillas. They looked like comic book gorillas or cartoon gorillas, but they didn't really look like a gorilla. And... It bugged me and it bummed me out when I realized that I thought I was so dead on and I wasn't. So it reminded me, I need to look at reference photos. So I'm gonna get me a couple of pictures. And let's see what version of a gator head do I want? Open mouth is good. Whoops. I clicked me onto a link. I didn't want that. Silly internet always trying to get me to click a link. Don't you know no better internet? I don't want to click your dirty links. I don't want to be Russian hacked. I want to be American hacked or nothing. That's what Sarah says. Keep all your hacking in the USA. That's what Sarah says. She don't want no crazy foreign hackers. No, she wants to know she's giving jobs to American hackers. That's what Sarah says. I told Sarah that don't make a lot of sense. Sarah said, I don't care. I stand where I stand, she said. Then she started chanting USA over and over again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such a weirdo, but I love it. Sarah says now she's got Miley Cyrus in her head. 
She came in like a wrecking ball. There she is. There's little Katie from over in the UK. Been walking her dogs on the other side of the world. People often ask Katie, do you have to walk your dogs in the other direction on the other side of the world? And she says, we're in the same hemisphere, stupid. Doesn't work that way. You only have to walk your dogs backwards if you're walking them in Australia, she said. Dumb fishy. So that was a little uncalled for, Katie. Katie said she doesn't care. She's a minder of no man's feelings. That's what Katie said. All right, we're going to race us a little desert here. So we got room to draw us in some crazy old polar pangolin gators. All right, now the pangolin has a nice big arch in his back. And the polar bear has that nice big arch on his butt. So we could kind of play those off together. And come in and add the head. And then go into gator territory here. Oh, I got a little bit too much post correction set on my thing. And then that's a little bit of gator. Now, remember, if y'all want to see this crazy old thing in print, y'all need to go over to the kit. I put the link in the comments to back Cthulhu is hard to spell, and you can get an actual real life printed copy crazy thing of this and you'll get my new story along with some other new stuff added in to Cthulhu is hard to spell now I know some of y'all might have already backed it before but this is this is the remix this has got new stuff added to it you're getting hardcover and all that kind of cool options and stuff that weren't there before and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss out on it. <laughs> Let's see. Sarah says it's a fun song. I don't care what anybody else says. Dang right. I sing it all the time. Katie says I met a dog I thought was a bear. She's 45 kilograms. I don't know how that transfers to American dogs, but I'm going to think that's a 300-pound dog. That's what I'm going to say. I'm just a stupid American. I don't know the European to American dog conversion rates. I probably should. They should have taught me that in the school when they taught me everything else, but they didn't care about European dog conversion rates. Said the rates change so often it's not worth trying to learn. Look it up on the internet, stupid. I said the internet doesn't exist yet. Got sent to the principal's office and got licks. It's a sad day for little fishy. Couldn't sit down all day. I was pretty close. Katie says 46 kilograms is 101 pounds. And then she stuck her tongue out at me. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't take offense because I ain't hung up about it. That's what Fee says. Oh, Fee tells me she ain't hung up about it all the time. There's one thing she learned from Uncle Fishy is not to be hung up about it. 
Speaking of silly, stupid references that you'd only know if you tune into the show every day. I got to thinking about old Ellis James that taught me the life lesson. I ain't hung up about it. And I got hit up an old friend of mine who I haven't really talked to in a couple of years. And I don't understand either kilograms or pounds. I think of everything in stones. There's so many stupid jokes I want to make about stones. Like, how big a stone can you pick up? But I'm not going to do that. Because I know it's an actual measurement. But, you know. That's all right. I think of everything in yonders. Over yonder, under yonder. I understand. We all have our colloquialisms. But anyway. I hit up my old friend because I was wondering, like, you know, if there was any chance he might have a picture of old Ellis James. I'd be danged if he didn't have a picture of old Ellis James. So I think one of these days, I may just draw a portrait of him just for good times and rehash the story of I Ain't Hung Up About It because I think it's a funny story. And I really enjoyed it. All right, now the pangolin head comes out to a point. So we're going to go ahead and stick a pointed snoot on the end of that. And then we're going to armor said snoot like a pangolin. Remember, I put the link in the comments that you can see on Twitch and YouTube anyway. To UHS to uhstudios.com backslash backer kit. And it'll take you right to backslash back it. It'll take you to backer kit. I'm getting myself confused. And you can back Cthulhu is hard to spell. What are you drawing today? That don't look like no penguin. Cousin ain't a penguin. It's a pangolin. Now, I know Yonka Fishy got the crazy old country in him. That's pangolin right there. That's like a an armored anteater of sorts. And uh, I just love them. I think they're amazing. Look like a walking pine cone. And for the book, for the story I'm working on, for the re-release of Cthulhu is Hard to Spell, for those who weren't here in the beginning... I'm doing a short story along with some other artists. So you, when you back it on backer kit at, let me read it off verbatim. So I don't mess it up again at www.uhstudios.com backslash back it. You, it takes you right to backer kit. You can back it thing like a day or something. It was really great. Really happy. Um, let me see if I can put that in overlay or something where is the ticker i know there's a ticker on here i don't know where it is hmm damn i've been danged i don't know where it is oh ticker add
dang it. Cancel, I don't have it saved. Hold on. Sorry. A little tied up trying to get everything at once. I, I'm just going to leave that up on. That's easier. I'm going to leave that up on the screen for now. All right. That way you can see it. There we go. Oh, yeah. There's an adorable Cthulhu figure that you can get. It is so cool. Oh. <laughs> Katie just saw what my shirt says. Mr. Laughs at his own jokes. My wife got me that because I do quite a bit. It's all right. I ain't hung up about it. I ain't hung up about it in the least. Somebody's got to laugh at my amazing jokes. Might as well be me. That's what Fishy says. So, all right. What do we think about our pangolin gator polar bear that we rolled up because i wanted to roll up a character for the background of um gary feldman assistant district manager of the multiverse which is the short story that i've got that's going in the cthulhu is hard to spell re-release and uh but when we got polar bear gator pangolin it was kind of hard to turn that in worker that at the Department of Multiversal Affairs, which is where Gary Feldman works. And there's all these different creatures and stuff around. Um, and all these different beings from all these different worlds that, you know, some of them are very similar. Some of them are very different. And uh, so I was wanting to stick in another office worker, but this character doesn't really fit in an office. Once you evolve it up into a, a being wearing a necktie, it's not going to look very much like any of these creatures anymore. So it's kind of hard to hit that many notes and still have it read. So we're going to make it a beast that is wandering around out here in the netherworld. And we are going to go ahead and start inking that because why not? We ain't got to wait on nothing. We ain't got to do our pages in order just because OCD says we got to do them in order. Nah. Oh, the boss of us. OCD's just the assistant manager of us. That's all. Yeah. OCD can't fire us. OCD can just not schedule us for work anymore. <laughs> All right, I'm on a new layer. I've turned the transparency down so that I can start inking on this. And I think he needs a couple of sets of eyes because that's just what I think. And I'm the one doing it. So can't nobody but Lori or somebody tell me I'm doing wrong. And she ain't here this morning, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to make his lips furry too. Because why not? That's what I said. Why not? The world just shrugged its shoulders and said, Oh. So, what are y'all up to this fine day? What amazing projects are you working on? Crazy photorealist wildlife paintings are we doing today 
what amazing Kickstarter rewards are we planning out and shipping and what new stories and amazing new worlds are we creating and birthing into existence out of the nothingness of creativity springing forth into a excited universe of backers that can't wait to see what we come up with next your J-mans and your Andrews and you Brad Arnie's of the world. I'm just about to start the detail phase on my green woodpecker painting. All right. I can't wait to see how that comes out. That's going to be awesome. That is going to be amazing. I bet money on it. Facebook user says 10 more days on our Kickstarter. People seem excited about our creature arachnigator okay now see that's something your uncle fishy can get behind right there oh man i had a when i was getting ready for the show and i was checking out different random animal generators and stuff i had a goldfish eagle suggested to me and oh my god i was so excited to draw that but then we got something different here Let's see. Tempest Law says, honestly, everything you draw looks great, dude. Thank you, Tempest Law. Nobody knows the truth like Tempest Law. You heard it from him first. Facebook user says, guess I got to hire you to draw it. Well, get in line. I, I can do it. I love drawing some weird stuff. That's a fact. I don't get to do it enough. Like my real passion, honestly, lives in the realm of and like when it comes to creating aliens and figuring out like how okay if this alien has two little arms hanging off the bottom of his body and they're balancing on two big legs on the outside then like how do you set up your check controls in their you know in their airships work how do they pay for things how do how does commerce work in their world how would they hold a weapon all this stuff and then oh it's just that's all the fun stuff right there designing all those different things you need an ard wolf on your animal generator list all right i'm gonna have to look that up stick that in there because i'm all about taking suggestions from my friends that's how most of those critters got on there in the first place asking people i know like hey what would be cool to add in here and getting comments from people, but I'm always taking comments to add to my generators, whether that be superpowers or animals to add to the familiar animal alien making list or whatever. I'm also thinking about starting to add a secondary wheel in where we can take the random powers and stuff that we roll up and make a character that would fit into something other than green zone. And I'm kind of thinking like classic cartoon series, like justice league or he man or thundercats, or, you know, some of those fun, nostalgic properties that we love. And, you know, like, well, if we rolled up these powers, what would that character look like, you know, in super friends or, you know, if they were in GI Joe or, transformers or whatever and i think that would be a kind of fun added twist because i love coming up with new characters for green zone 
but green zone is also kind of grounded in a way and some things are kind of limited there like you know i can't go quite as crazy as you could go with like you know he-man or transformers or something because i gotta if i'm gonna fit them in the background of the book there they've got to fit into the world and sometimes that adds some limitations Katie says i know a lot of obscure animals if you want more unusual ones for your list absolutely absolutely and interesting insects heck maybe even mushrooms and stuff um The one thing to get is like sometimes when I go to think of like insects, something I get limited to, you know, beetle, spider, ant, some of just the common things that you see every day. And I forget about some of the really cool exotic things out there, your walking stick bugs and all the, you know, cool weirdness sometimes. And I like to add animal characteristics to some of the people in green zone because in, in my book green zone anybody can be born a mutant and it's illegal to be born a genetic mutation because they figure everybody with superpowers is you know a super villain waiting to happen everybody's going to go bad at some point they just know it and so you lose all your rights and get shoved into the green zones into these the blocks, these big overbuilt ghettos. And as I was thinking through the mutations and stuff that people will get, yeah, some people can shoot fireballs, but I figured it's a lot more likely if we're talking random genetic mutations, it would be a lot more likely that somebody would end up covered with fur or maybe have antlers or claws or, you know, big ears or something that would be a lot more likely to happen than just randomly, oh, we can generate ice out of nothingness from nowhere. And, you know, that's that's pretty weird. And, you know, hard to make a, a leap that that could happen genetically in somebody. But, you know, so a lot of people in Green Zone just look weird and maybe they have antlers and purple fur or something but you know not major powers they've you know there are people with major powers absolutely and there are super beings and stuff that you know go pro and work for a larger company that you know keeps everybody in line and assigns people to jobs and you know assigns heroes to problems and profits off of them. But anyway, so in green zone, there's a whole lot of animal type characters that have animalistic traits. And that's why I started with the animal chart it makes it so much fun to be able to do aliens and stuff too. And, and once you get into things like silver Hawks and, tiger sharks and thundercats oh then we can make anything and that is the fun stuff so i'm thinking about adding that in as one of the wheels that we can roll on just to mix it up from time to time 
is one of the things I love about working digitally is being, especially with Clip Studio, is being able to go back and erase, just click and erase lines where I inked over something. And the simple fact that I don't have to have everything absolutely 100% planned out like I used to, when you're working with real ink on real paper, there is no room for mistakes and any mistake you make ends up leading to a long process of either how am I going to make this work or a painstaking process of white out and white paint and pasting paper over to try and cover up the mistakes that you made. And that stinks. That's no fun. So the fact that I can just work freely in ink like I would with a pencil. And if I make a mistake, I can go over it. But the, the fact of working in vector lines, so like if I'm drawing hair out on somebody, I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm back and just erase on that line and erase all the way back to where those lines cross. And that makes some things so much easier. Like if I'm drawing a dragon's belly and I can get this curve really good by hand, you know, for those scales on his belly, but it's easier for me to go past the line with that curve and get a good curve, I can come back and delete that. Or, let me put that back. Or I could come back and delete those lines and now make it come out like that if I wanted to. And that's just, being able to do that is amazing. I love that so much. All right, selection, we're going to select that, and we're going to give it an old delete because we don't need that. But wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We've already got our polar gator pangolin in the background of this scene here. And I kind of feel like we need some more. So you know what your old fish is thinking of doing? Your old fishy's thinking maybe we should add, oh, oh, you know what I'm thinking? That idea that I had referenced earlier that I talked about where they had, when I was rolling up random animals before the show and it suggested a big fat goldfish and an eagle, that would be neat in the background. So let's do that. Let's do that while we're in here. What do y'all think? I think. I'm on delete. No, I'm not going. To, I'm going to delete this one. I'm going to leave a little floating island in the background. But I'm going to clear some space. Do, do, do. So I can put a big, fat, swollen bellied. Big old fat swollen barely goldfish eagle up here in the sky. And he's got to have some big old bulgy eyes that are looking in opposite directions because he's not that good a hunter. 
but he's a meat eater. We can see from his beak. Yeah, what we'll that other bulgy eye over there on the other side? There we go. Oh, baby, I want to get with you. Won't cuss or hit you. Cause that big old fat belly you got. Mm, loving it. Loving it. Loving you is easy cause you're a big fat imaginary goldfish beast. And everything that you do makes me woohoo. Oh, baby. That's a thing of beauty. Um, I'm on a selecting. And I'm going to move him just a little bit because I don't want him quite so close to that island. I don't want him to look like he just hopped off of it. And I want him to be big in the sky, but, oh, I wonder if I make him really big behind that island. There we go. All right, and now let's just real quick, quick peek. Oh, yes, we want to apply that transformation. Okay, not in the way of any words. I ain't giving no story away. I ain't giving y'all the whole story. I'm not selling you the whole thing. You're going to have to, you're going to have to go to, oh, it's not on. Skadoosh. You're going to have to go to www.uhsstudios.com backslash back it if you want to get in on this amazing story and read all the details of the story and find out just how awesome it is for you. Office space action adventure story that I am so excited about. I got to say this story is legit. The most fun I have had working on a story in a long time. I have just been, grinning all day every day working on this my wife comes home and i just can't wait to tell her about what i did and she smiles politely and nods like she has any idea what i'm talking about and i appreciate the facade i do because i'm so excited and she doesn't really get it but i appreciate it I didn't marry her because she loved comic books. I married her because she's an amazing woman. Got a little stretchy throat there so he can open that beak up wide. And swallow things whole. The way all your flying goldfish eagles do.
got a few of them feathers sticking out the wrong way because his belly's so swollen. Gotta have some of them sticking out there. Now I'm thinking his belly's so swollen because it's full of gas. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he stays afloat with the gas and then his little vestigial looking wings here like a fish are just there to help push him through the air but it's his interior body that's controlling how high or low he is in the sky that's what i'm thinking and i like the idea of floating creatures you got a soft spot in my heart I like to do a finer hint of finer feathers on the outer side that keep that outer side more aerodynamic and running smoother and a little bit rougher design to the feathers on the inside, more coarse and separated and to slow that wind down just a little bit on the inside of that wing. You know, which helps you live. That's that's the way it always looks. So that's the way I tend to draw it. But everything I draw has a purpose behind it and the way to it, because I'm always thinking things through. Like my costumes. Like how do they get into the suit? What kind of adjustments have they had to make because of their powers? You know. If they shoot apricots out of their elbows, you know, that probably means they got to have short sleeves or roll up their sleeves so that the apricots have a way to shoot out and they don't just pile up in the arms of their suit, you know. We're going to do long decorative feathers that are of very little use back here on this long tail. This tail's bred just for show, baby. This is just to get the attention of the other flying feather goldfish monsters. So, hey, baby, look at me. Look at how fat and slow I am. I must have some real successful genetics to still be alive. I can't even see where I'm going with these bobble eyes. Don't you want some of this, baby? And the other feather goldfish girls go crazy. They say, I could see. I'd follow you anywhere. He says, you know it, baby. Thank you, sir. I'm quite the goldfish enthusiast myself. I've had quite a number of them. Uh, actually, Virgil's name comes from one of my goldfish I used to have. In earlier, earlier renditions of my script, he was also named uh, Herschel 
in some after another one of my goldfish but i finally decided that i liked virgil better for him and stuck with it but it's all just imaginary not until you actually put it out so you can change it all you want oh i'm loving him that's that's the good stuff baby that's the good stuff right there and we got a little turn off the pencils just so we can see them shine in their own light. Look at God. So handsome. So pretty. So terrifyingly useless. I mean, you, know, you think about it, he ain't gonna get cold. He ain't you ain't gonna shoot him with an arrow unless you get him in his belly. He's pretty well defended, I think. Oh go back to my pinned. Because we need everybody to know where they can go back this amazing new book of office politics and intrigue and interdimensional hopping. Oh, that is cool. I think it's funny that my very first goldfish was named Jeffrey. Just like that weird dude who hangs around the apartment with me now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. I used to love to eat a cheese named Colby. Loved it so much, I married a woman named Colby. That's what I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah, such a Colby enthusiast, I had to seek out a woman named Colby. No, but honestly, when we first met, and I was asking her, like, because we met online, I was like, no offense, but like, how do you pronounce that? Because I, I didn't, I didn't want to be thinking of her name wrong in my head. And she's like, it's Colby, like the cheese. And when she said that, I was pretty well smitten right there because I'm so used to like having to explain my name and people are like, how do you spell that? I'm like, it's four letters. I spell it the same way you do. Um, when she had an explanation ready for a name, I was like, oh, she gets it. Let's see. Turn on a comment from old Sarah. Jeffrey, the fish didn't have, got him before I knew anything about fish. He was in a two-gallon tank. Poor old Jeffrey the fish. Now Jeffrey the man's in a 20-gallon apartment. Sarah never learns. Sarah never learns. That Jeffrey she's got now could be 20 feet tall, but he's stuck in a 20-gallon apartment, so he can only get so big. Sarah, thank you. Somebody laughs at my jokes online. I wish my wife knew how lucky she is because I am one funny guy. Just ask me. I laugh at all of my jokes. That says my shirt, come to think of it. Can't help it. I just know what good comedy is. I say white like the color when telling telling receptionist my name because people managed to screw that up too. Oh my god. 
if you had any idea, hey, Uncle Fishy lives with chronic illness. Y'all might have seen my TikTok video yesterday. Sometimes it's really bad. I go to see a lot of doctors a lot of times because I'm on like 30 something pills a day to keep me this steady. Um, so I go see a lot of doctors regularly. You would be amazed how many times I have been accused of like insurance fraud because they mess up my name and send it to the insurance company as Lee Fisher. And then the insurance company says, there's nobody here named Lee Fisher. And then they try and accuse me of fraud. I'm like, I have told you every time I walk in this office and you call me Mr. Fisher, I'm like, no, it's Mr. Lee. My name is Fish Lee. But they always want to flip it around backwards every single time. Karen's up to looks fishy in here. Katie says, I have to tell people I'm named after what Katie did. It's not Katie, short for Catherine, or Kathy. There you go. I wouldn't even thought of that, that reference, but good on you. I've I've collected friends with odd names, you know, people with names that aren't the most normal, like say Kyron. Not you know, not an everyday name, but like I've had friends named Cinnamon and all kinds of different things. And I just it's kind of nice sometimes commiserating with people that have to deal with second looks. Oh my god. Funniest story. Funniest story I can tell. I'm trying to think, how do I tell this story? Okay. Well, your Uncle Fishy has been sober for 24 years now. And I go to meetings from time to time, be encouraging and supportive of other people, trying to get their lives together. And uh, there's one fella that I had seen at every meeting for like six months and we had become friends. We would hang around afterwards. Everybody else stops to smoke cigarettes after a meeting. I don't, but I hang out with them anyway and stink of cigarettes when I get home. So I can hang out and visit with folks and, you know, chit chat. I've been chit chatting with this guy for six months. I would say we're pretty good friends. He got his first opportunity to lead a meeting one day and he does the introduction and everything. And he reads a quote for the day that we're going to talk about. And then he looks across the table at me and he says, well, Moose, you always have a lot to say. Why don't you start out? And I just looked at him in stunned silence and everybody around me died laughing. And he's like, what? And I was like, my name is fish. But that is gotta be the most original mess up anybody has ever had. Cause I have lots of people come up to me at like, you know, Walmart or something like frog. Right. And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty dang close. You got the right letter. You got an aquatic critter. That's fine. Moose is so far away from fish. I just, I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to hurl. Oh my God. That is my favorite screw up of my name ever, ever in all time. Little Sarah from up North says people who screw up our names after only reading them, take the cake. Yep. Absolutely. Karen says, I constantly have to tell people what my name is when I meet. Them. And I will say, for instance, like I had known Kyron online for a long time, but the first time we were going on like, uh, I want to say we were it was on five star Fridays. The first time we we're actually talking back and forth. I was hesitant to say his name because I was convinced I had it wrong. 
So I didn't want to say it out loud. I had to ask him before the show just to, you know, get out of the way exactly how to say it. Um, oh, I bet Kyron has people screwing up his first and last name on a daily basis. <laughs> Probably. Katie says people have a lot of trouble pronouncing my surname for some reason. Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm not even gonna try it. I that it seems like it should be easy, but there's also that part of my brain that tells me I'm wrong about everything all the time, everywhere. And so, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's just how Fishy's brain works. And if you want to get this book again, you can go to uhsstudios.com backslash back it. It'll take you to Backer Kit, which is where they're doing the fundraiser. And it is for the Cthulhu is Hard to Spell family-friendly anthology series. It's being re-released with new stories like Gary Feldman. Assistant District Manager of the Multiverse, which is a story that I wrote and am illustrating. It's going to go in there, and I'm super proud of. And if you want one of my most excited, happiest to work on stories in a long time, you should go back this right now. I know I did because oh, I want them. I want it in my hands, baby. My co-host screwed up my last name two days ago. <laughs> I love the beak on your fish monster. Ooh, Katie, that's gotten personal there. I remember the first time I talked out loud to Kyron. Literally, the first thing I said was, is it Kyron or Kieran? Yep, absolutely. I feel you. Now, you know, and it's weird when your name is a word, like fish is just a word. So like, there shouldn't be any real confusion like if you look at white on the paper, it shouldn't be any confusion of how to pronounce that. It shouldn't be hard. I always look at it and stumble and think it's got to be wrong. And I forget that it's unusual. Um, I've met several fishers over my life. I'm not the only fisher that goes by fish, but, uh, you know, apparently it's strange to the rest of people. And yeah, I don't know. Nobody ever bats an eye if somebody says their name's but you know they give me a hard time let's see sarah says do people ask how you got the nickname fish oh god all the time and i'm like well it's short for fisher wasn't a real big stretch you know like my son's name is justin i call him jay because it's the first letter of his name and I forget now that his name is Justin because I've been calling him Jay for so long. And sometimes other people will refer to him by his full name. And I'm like, who? And I don't even think about it. Like now my son bear bear is a nickname. If I had gotten the chance to get to know him better before we took him home, his, if we had had two more days to name him, his name absolutely would have been bear Elisha Lee. But you know, they wanted us to name him before we took him home. So his name's Elisha and his nickname's Bear. I forget, like, when I would go pick him up from school or when I, I was just at it. He works at Chick-fil-A, and I was meeting a friend there I haven't seen in years for lunch, hanging out, talking. And manager comes by, and I'm like, you know, is Jay working? He's like, Jay? I was like, tall brown kid? Because my son's Filipino. And he's like, 
I had to be more specific. And then I realized he doesn't know him as Jay. He knows him as Justin. And they both work at Chick-fil-A, both of my sons now. And so I was like, what about Bear? And he just gave me this stupid look. And I was like, big guy, looks like me. And he's like, oh, Elisha, he's your son too? I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, he is. They don't look anything alike. Oh, bless his heart. Bear is my... Out of all of my many children, Bear is the only one that's like my blood child and has my genetics. And he, bless his heart, he is a giant, just like me. We call my nephew Damien Dee Dee because that's what his little brother called him when he first started learning how to talk. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I just realized that my brushes have been shedding bristles and they're stuck in the paint. Oh my God. That's not an issue in working digitally. So I'm picking bris bristles out of the paint. I feel you. I had that problem so often on murals. And, and the fact is when you're painting murals all the time, you chew up brushes so fast. I mean, because you're always painting on uneven surfaces and sometimes it's brick and sometimes, you know, it's all kinds of different rough things and it just chews up good brushes way too fast. So I would buy cheap brushes knowing that I'll have a pretty good brush for this mural and then I'll have a pretty good brush for doing crappy textures and stuff next time and I'll throw it away. You know, not buy good brushes and then have them be destroyed in one painting. I go through cheap brushes a lot quicker. Um, but with those cheap brushes, sometimes you get ones that aren't glued together very well. And I would have little hairs everywhere. I hated that. It was a side effect of using cheap brushes. But if I'd use good brushes, I would have still been breaking off bristles. So, you know, might as well pick hairs out that were cheaper, I guess. I don't know. That was my mentality. Cheap breaths. <laughs> Cheap brushes said even more bristles. I've been working digitally for so long. I forgot this happens. Oh my God. I was, I did, is it, no, it's not sitting close by. I did a, a hand painted cover for the first issue of Green Zone and I put the artwork up as, you know, a thing that they could bid on and purchase. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to make me a lot of money. Absolutely nobody bid on it, which is fine. I got to keep the painting. But I forgot how long I've been working digitally and I would be painting thinking like, okay, I'm going to paint this now. And then I'm going to come back with a screen layer and a multiply layer. And I was like, whoa, 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 I can't do that. And I'd be painting and painting. And I was like, you know, okay, now I'm going to come back with the airbrush and like, nope, nope, nope. Like I can't do this. Like, oh, this is going to look awesome. Once I hit it with that texture brush. Nope. I don't have a texture brush here to do that. Oh man, cheap brushes are such crap, but the good brushes are so damn expensive. Oh yeah, they're real expensive. And if you're painting on nice materials and you're painting in controlled environments and stuff, it's worth spending the money on nice brushes that will last you a long time and do a good job as long as you keep everybody else away from them because nobody else knows how to take care of brushes and they will all leave your expensive ass brush face down into the water overnight and ruin it. I'm not bitter, but you know, doing murals, it just chews them up so fast. Like 
decent house painting brushes were about as much money as I would spend on a brush. I spend like $30 on a good one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is so expensive to get a good brush, but then I could buy, you know, a whole pack of, you know, okay, crappy brushes for like 10 bucks at Hobby Lobby to do all the detail stuff that I need to do and have them last a couple of murals, which is fine. Or I could pay $30 for one really nice brush to do detail work that won't be a nice brush after the first mural. Nah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Not doing murals, mind you. Doing painting in home on canvases and boards and things like that. Absolutely. It's, it sucks, but I'm all about getting the best, the best equipment you can afford. You know, if you can't afford crazy expensive, cheap's fine to get you started. I know a guy who makes detail brushes for me, which are really cheap considering how high quality they are. He even printed my name on the last ones. Wow. Dang. Katie out here having the hookups, man. No wonder her paintings look so realistic. She got them fancy handmade brushes over there. That's the key. If I just had the brushes Katie had, I'd be able to paint just like Katie. Da -da 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 -da. It doesn't matter what the brush is. It doesn't matter what brand paint. It doesn't matter what brush I'm using. What matters is the amount of time you put in to learn a skill and how you use the tools you have. But, oh, everybody's convinced. Oh, if I could just, if I could get that brush pack that he has, oh, if I buy the same software Fish has, I'll be as fast as him. No, you won't. And a lot of that has to do with my style. I mean, my style is very simple. I, I, I believe in using the least amount of lines to tell the story and get the point across. When I was in high school, I believed in using all of the lines and filling everything with texture and all of that. And it was useless. It didn't, it just wasted my time and filled up the page with black and made it hard to tell what's going on. When I started pulling back and cut down to just what you needed to tell the story, my artwork became so much clearer, so much easier to read, looks so much better at even smaller sizes. I just, it's great. Sarah says, I found out that makeup brushes are actually awesome for painting 3D stuff like doll customs and models, especially for dry brushing. Big flaky makeup brush is my favorite fluffy makeup brush. Oh, absolutely. My wife was going through her brushes and stuff. She just went through a whole bunch of her makeup because after having to wear masks for so long at work, like she hardly ever even puts makeup on anymore. And most of her makeup had expired. So she was going through it and throwing a bunch of stuff away. And she was asking her, like, do you want some of these brushes? And she's like, no, I don't want that. I want that one. I was like, uh, I'll be happy to take that one because that great, great big old fluffy monster once it gets a good cleaning would be amazing for dry brushing sculptures and you know dry brushing oh i don't know bum, ba -da -bum, -bum, bum the tower gray skull for instance that would be amazing if you could dry brush with that big fat brush so yeah i absolutely would love that Just getting the same tools doesn't make you immediately good. No, 
but it's a hard lesson to learn that if you buy the cheapest shit when you're first starting out, you're going to struggle there too. Absolutely. I am a firm believer in buy the best equipment you can afford. Do not put yourself in debt for equipment, especially when you're just starting out. But like, if you want to start working digitally, if the best thing you can afford, like right now I am working on, uh, Microsoft Surface Pro with the highest amount of RAM I could get. This thing was over two grand, but it was a great investment that I paid for with money that we made in my business. And it was worth the investment because I use this to make money all day. And I've made a lot more money than that off of it. It was worth it. Uh, before that, I was using this big screen to draw on, which was absolutely amazing. And it's from XP pin and it's the second one of them that I've bought because I really like them and enjoy them. I just wish they were touch screen so that you could rotate the page with your fingers and stuff. It would make things go so much faster. Uh, absolutely love that. You can start on one of those for like 300 bucks and have a really nice one where you can draw on the screen and you can see it. If you can't afford $2,000, if you can't afford $300, you can get like a 20 or $30 little pad that you hold and you draw on with the stylus here and you look at the screen here and draw. It takes a trick to learn how to do that in your brain. But once you get good at it, you can do amazing work with that. That's just as good as this. This stuff is just easier to use. And I upgraded to this from the little tablet that I started on drawing with. I started making money with that. I learned how to use it. I started doing illustrations, making money, use that money to buy better equipment, use that money to make more money, use that to buy better equipment, to make more money, to buy better equipment. And now like I'm on my sixth computer that I've bought because I keep upgrading it so I can cut out some of the lags and the slowdowns and the hangups and the lockups and stuff so that I could keep working faster and faster and faster, but I'm making money on this. So investing back into my business is a good idea. If you are learning, save up and get the best equipment you can, whether that's 20 bucks, a hundred bucks, 300 bucks, it doesn't matter. You can get started low and work your way on up. There's no reason to go buy the best tools out there. If you don't have the skill set to use those tools yet. Um, let's see, I'm way behind on the comments here. Katie says the tools make the job easier, but it's the artists behind the tools that make the difference. Absolutely. Just getting the same tools. Okay. Doesn't make you immediately good. We did that one. Uh, I do find it hard to find brushes fine enough for the tiny details though, especially with the hyper photorealistic stuff that she does. I can imagine. Yeah. I used to have to buy, like model painting brushes from Walmart to get fine enough tips to do my inking with back in the day. Oh, they're so amazing. Those big fat brushes for makeup. Absolutely. I cannot wait to have something with that big, a fluffy head instead of using like a flat brush. That's all splayed out from painting murals to dry brush with you get such a hard hit with that. I can't wait to hit it with that big fluffiness. Um, Katie says, I love the XP pen artist pro 16. I invested some money I made from comics into one and it made such a difference as I've never used one that has a screen before. It is so great. And I started out on a much smaller one. I started out before that on a laptop, a Sony Vio flipbook that had a, a screen you could use a stylus with, and it would flip over like a tablet. So I had the processing power 
of a computer, of a laptop, but you could draw straight on the screen. That's where I learned. Then I moved over to that because it was cheaper to upgrade to much more power with a desktop computer and that than it was to upgrade to a bigger laptop. And so I did that at the time because it was a better investment of I got more for my money and I wasn't really drawing on the go a lot. Now I'm going to a lot more cons. It pays to have this little tablet with me as well that I can draw at cons. I can draw on the hotel, stuff like that, and not lose all of that time going to a con. Do you want one? I have like big, five big fluffy brushes. <laughs> no, I just got some from my wife. I just, I didn't have them before I started that project, but I can't wait for the next project I do. Um, which I'm actually kind of thinking I've got, I've also got all of these little Justice League figures. And I'm kind of thinking an old school um, Hall of Justice from the Super Friends would be a fun little dice tower and have that little uh, reflecting pool in the middle with the little like crystal flame thing in it. Have that be where the, the dice rolls out to would be funny as a switch out sometimes. Um, I love my iPad so much it's made me able to do more better. I'm an okay drawer, <laughs> but Katie and Lori have both said I improved dramatically once I got my first iPad. Oh, it, there are a lot of helpful tools involved and like, oh man, when I see some of the built-in tools in uh, Procreate, I get so jealous because I don't do Apple. I've had issues with Steve Jobs for years and I know he's gone, but I still just kind of hate the way they do things. But um, I got to admit, I'm envious of some of the stuff Procreate could do. I have never been envious of anything Apple could do before that wasn't like, oh man, somebody else can do this better, cheaper somewhere else. But man, some of those Procreate brushes, like I love using rusty, rustic looking brushes. That's my absolute favorite go-to. But when I'm watching people ink in Procreate and you can see the ink like seeping into the paper fibers and stuff, and it's not just a stamp getting moved across the page, but it's actually like reacting to these imaginary fibers and stuff. It's so beautiful. And I, I miss working traditionally for those kind of effects, but yeah, not enough to switch over. to Apple. <laughs> Sorry. That's just me. I'm an old man. I'm stuck in my ways. You know how it goes. If you want to, Help support the dreams of an old man who wants to get his crazy story told about all the weird things that happen in the Cthulhu universe, like Gary Feldman, assistant district manager of the multiverse. Then you need to get on over to the UHSstudios.com backslash back it and go back that book because they've already hit gold. This book is happening, baby. I ain't begging you to get it made. I just don't want you to miss out on it. I don't want you to miss out on all the awesome stories. And this is an amazing anthology of family friendly, all ages, safe Cthulhu stories. And Gary Feldman, assistant district manager of the multiverse is just one of the many new stories getting added to the books and they're getting hardcover editions and all kinds of awesome stuff. There's this little cute Cthulhu figure, all kinds of cool stuff that you can get. If you go over to unlikelyherostudios.com back it backslash back it and 
back the book, baby. That's what I'm saying. That's what you need to do. You need to get over there and back it. Because you want to, you don't want to miss out. Nope, that's not what I need. We're going to delete that. Hold it, see. Corel Painter used to have some really good realistic paintbrush and inking brushes, but it was unfortunately quite expensive. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I've used Corel for years because, you know, as much as everybody wants to say, oh, Photoshop is the industry standard for graphics businesses, when it comes to production graphics, uh, Corel had Illustrator B in almost every shop I've ever worked in. If you're working in really high-end shops where you're not producing the stuff, you're just making images to send down to the lower people that actually produce stuff, maybe you use Illustrator in, in your graphic design firm or whatever. But for all the places that actually did screen printing and embroidery and all that stuff, they've all used Corel Draw for years. It was out before Photoshop was even a thing. And as much as I hated learning Corel Draw in school, I learned I had to buy it real quick and keep up with it because it was the industry standard. And all the sign shops and t-shirt shops I've worked in all use Corel Draw. So I've always used Corel Painter that comes with it. And it's it's great. It does everything Photoshop would do. Um, it's great software sometimes was even better than Photoshop. And I already had to have Corel Draw for all my production line stuff that I did. And so, yeah, I always had it, but it is very expensive. If you're getting into just like, you know, Oh, I want to make graphics way too expensive. Go clip studio, hundred percent, hundred percent over Photoshop or anything else. Go clip studio. Uh, you can get it on sale sometimes for as low as like 30, 40 bucks and get the basic version. And it is, I like to tell people the basic version has all the bells and most of the whistles of the full brand. You get almost everything. There's just a few settings on some tools and a few high-end things that you can do. You know, the EX version is worth it, but you could start making money today on the basic version. Sarah says Procreate is really cool. I wish they had... I wish they'd make a version for other platforms, but I suspect that's also why they're still able to keep it at a reasonable price. Oh yeah, they like to keep it. They Apple wants to keep everything to Apple. I want to force everybody over there. There are still seven paint cute Thulu figures left. They're about the size of a pop vinyl, and it was pointed out that they're a great size for D and D too. Oh goodness, a cute little chibi Cthulhu. Girl, I gonna get you. Girl, I gonna drive your world insane. Fear me. If you like that kind of thing, you need to go over and go to uhstudios.com backslash back it. And back, Cthulhu is hard to spell. Because trust me, baby, you're gonna love this book. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun for people that are deep into the Cthulhu mythos. It's for a lot of fun for people that aren't. And this story brings me so much joy right here. Trust me, you want to go back it. I, I just, I, I ain't getting nothing out of this. I just, I want you to go because I want you to read this story because I'm super proud of it. Hand painted cute doodoo figures. Hand painted, baby. They're so, oh, they're so cute. I wish I had an image. 
I can pull up right now. Uh, gosh, it'd take me too long to dig one up. Oh, and we're already an hour and 21 minutes over. I mean, well, we're at an hour and 21 minutes. My grandbaby's going to want to get in here soon. So, like I said, go to uhsstudios.com backslash back it. And back ye old Cthulhu is hard to spell. You're not going to regret it. You can get it digital. You can get, you know, printed. You can get hardcover. All kinds of awesome things. And if you'd already backed it, like I had already backed it at the digital level before, it's coming with a whole bunch of new stories now too, like Gary Feldman, assistant direct manager, district manager of the multiverse. And so go back it, go back it, get this. Even if you back it digitally, man, you get to read these awesome stories. So go do it. Just trust your uncle fishy. Don't be an idiot. Get over there and back it. Yeah. You're going to be kicking yourself if you don't when all the other kids on the school ground are like, oh, look at this. This is so amazing. Oh, I want to be Gary Feldman. No, I want to be Gary Feldman. No, uh you be Cthulhu. No, uh, I'm Gary Feldman. Everybody's going to be wanting to play Gary Feldman. And you're just going to be sitting in the corner sucking your thumbs. Man, I wish I'd listen to Uncle Fishing back that book. I'd be down with what's going on. I'd be down to clown. All right. Young Fishy loves you. I support you. I want to see you succeed in everything you do. And come back Thursday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. Central, and I will be back again. Maybe we'll ink in pages. Maybe we'll be rolling up a new character. Whatever y'all want to do, what happens, baby? See you Thursday.